It's one half of Absolutely Alphas, Alpha Trina here. I'm at PodFest 2019 in sunny Orlando, Florida. This has been my first podcast event or our first podcast event, and it is something to remember. I've met so many wonderful people. Uh, I'm actually here recording in the studio that was set up from scratch with Buzzsprout. Uh, Shout out to Buzzsprout. They are the ones who are responsible for me being here. I entered a contest, did not think that we would win, and I did. So uh, that's how I got here. And they're letting me record uh, in their booth a short excerpt so I can include on the show. So I just wanted to just go over a few things that I've learned and I'll be sharing with you guys. Not going to take up too much time. Uh, One of the individuals that I did interview and that will be following this is Pat Flynn. And Pat Flynn is... uh, a remarkable individual. He started off as an architect. He's a millionaire. He has food, tr- uh, food truck company, and I mean, just a myriad of different entrepreneurial efforts. And they they just all stem from him actually losing his job as an architect. So that interview will be following this. Robin Sales was a keynote speaker here, and she introduced something that I want to share and and probably blast <laughs> on all of our promo material. So. One of the things that she said that we need or any podcast or any platform needs as a promoting tool is to say who you are and what you offer um, and what you believe in as well. And she did a few examples that I thought were pretty good. So I put together a few ideas. And one is we deliver quality, concise reviews of the latest hip hop album releases, as well as provide a platform for local and non-local aspiring hip hop artists through interviews and promos. We do it because we feel the art of hip-hop music is sacred and love to highlight the greats, known and unknown. Um, One of the other things that we do believe is that the hip-hop industry is evolving and that we want to define that evolution, positive or negative. Uh, We love hip-hop, and that's what Absolutely Alphas is all about. We just want to immerse ourselves in the culture uh, even more than we have been. And mainly, you know, when I talk to people that are my age, I'm 30-plus, I usually hear them say, you know, that their 90s hip hop is nothing else. They're just stuck on that. They won't go outside of that realm. And with this platform, I was that same person. But now that we're doing this, it does take me out of that uh, sphere and allow me to engage and uh, immerse myself in other new artists that I probably wouldn't have uh, if that, if I, if we weren't doing this podcast, so it keeps me and my brother open minded about new and emerging artists, and it educates us. And you know, the hip hop as a culture is evolving, and I just want to be there whenever when it happens. I don't want to be closed minded, or we don't want to be closed minded, and uh, not and then miss some some great great artistry. 
Uh, my brother's version is, we deliver raw perspective reviews on hip-hop albums because we believe music listeners have plenty room to broaden their horizons. So that's both of our takes. Uh, shout out again to Robin Sales. Shout out again to PodFest 2019. Uh, again, we're in Orlando. I'm live here. We reached out and we got on another application which just launched last year called the Himalaya app. So you can check us out there, download that, and make sure you follow us. Absolutely Alphas Everywhere, all, all handles, anything you can imagine. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We love you guys, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Peace. How are you? Good, What's good. What's your podcast? So my podcast is Absolutely Alphas. It's myself and my brother. And what we do is hip-hop album reviews. And we Thank you so much. And we provide a platform for local artists and artists in the tri-state area. I'm from Virginia. Cool. Originally from Baltimore, Maryland. And um, so any artists that we know, they reach out to us. If they are local, then we can travel to them and interview them. Or we'll do like a Skype or Zoom and, you know, promote them, put their songs, their music, and everything out there. So cool. So, uh, it's my brother and I's second season. Our first season, Absolutely Alphas, we have very alpha personas. So uh, we have these dialogues all the time, and I just thought we should capture that. And originally, we would just take subject, popular subjects like, you know, um, relationships. Is monogamy real? And we... And we have completely polar opposite (laughs) opinions on things like that and a lot of topics. So I wanted to capture that. And then um, I I believe it was last winter I challenged him and I was like, I think I'm better at hip hop than you. (laughs) I think (laughs) (laughs) think I'm more knowing you. So that birthed this. Um, But, you know, I'm learning a lot here. And uh, I'm so honored to meet you. I love your podcast. Thank you. Passive Income. You started out in architecture. I did. And you created the lead program, the website for people to pass the test, because I'm assuming it was very difficult. (laughs) Yeah. People didn't have, I guess, a map plan or roadmap to to navigate the the test. I'm guessing that's why you did that. What was your motivation for that? Yeah, actually, I mean, so I went to school for architecture. I wanted to be an architect for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And part of that journey required me to take a number of different tests on Mm -hmm. my way to be an architect. One of those tests is called the lead exam which stands for leadership and energy and environmental design super technical it's about like building buildings that uh are great for the environment okay and so i passed that test it was like you said one of the most difficult tests i've ever taken Mm -hmm. you know i was a straight a student in school and i when i took this test the first time i had i got like a 30 percent. it was ridiculous wow 30 percent. it was bad Oh man! It, it was. I was like, I'm not smart anymore. Like this is this is my my world's coming down. Right. Um. So I, I studied really hard. I tried to learn everything I could about it because I wanted to take the test and pass it. And so in learning all those new things and tricks to memorize things, I, I had built this resource, and uh, that blog eventually turned into something that saved my life because after I got laid off. Wow that blog then uh, turned into my business. Yeah. And this uh, is something that then served thousands of people a day around the world who are also trying to figure out how to pass this exam too. Right. And I sold in October of 2008 
an ebook that was nineteen dollars, mm-hmm. just like PayPal. And that month, it ended up making $7,908.55. And that one month? That one month from wow, an ebook. that's phenomenal. And it was just like, I thought the, like, the FBI was going to come and get me. I was like, this, is a, this can't be real. Like, right, this is a, right. I'm doing something wrong. Something's or, not right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know what I, what I did get? Thank you letters. Mm. These people who were struggling so much with this exam, like, right. Pat, thank you so much for... So you filled that void. I, I filled the void. And, mm-hmm. and it, it was a void that I had. Right. And then I just built the solution and, and found other people mm-hmm. uh, through Google and search right. engines. And then people started sharing it with each other. And I actually started to see links of my website on like United States Green Building Council websites, like official looking wow. stuff. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. And so that then turn into other products like an audio guide and some mm-hmm. practice exams and mm-hmm. those kinds of things. And during this time, people were asking me like, Pat, how are you building this? And I said, I don't know. No. I'm just like, I'm just posting it. I'm just trying to help people. Right. right. But it's really funny because when it comes to successful business, that's the answer. You mm-hmm. just help people. Right. Yeah. And, and I just happened to be doing that. And it was that. from a very genuine space. So. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that was the cool thing. Actually, a funny story about this too is in May of 2009, the United States Green Building Council, which puts on this exam, like the company that writes the questions, mm-hmm. they came out with their own guide. Mm. And I don't know if they saw mine and they were like, oh, we should like Tweet do this, this too. Yeah, like make mm-hmm. it better. And like, right. I, I was like, oh, my business is done. Like, why would it, <laughs> why would anybody buy a guide from like somebody who barely passed the exam and who, who just failed miserably the first time? Why would they buy mm-hmm. from me when they could buy the, the, the help from the question, the people who make the questions? Who make the questions, right. That month, was my best month ever. Wow. And the reason was because when people saw that there was a study guide out there that was 200 bucks and they started researching to see what else was out there, people started You were next in line. I was next in line. And not, in not line. only was I was I cheaper. I thought that was the reason. I was like, "Oh, they're buying mine cuz it's cheaper." Mm-hmm. And I could make mine cheaper cuz I wasn't this giant company with all this like administrative cost and all that stuff. But it was when I started asking my my customers, like, why did you buy from me? They said, Pat, because I connected to you. Mm. And I was like, what? Mm. Like, you came here for exam material, but you connected to me? Right. That's so wicked crazy. That is, and it's sweet. And and it, I can see how that would happen. I would definitely, if I was taking that test, opt to go to you over the green, the corporation that's making the test. Yeah. Because I'm like, boo to you, this hard test. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's that stance on it for sure. (laughs) Right, I'm sure that was a big part of it. But other people were like, well, Pat, like, you you were just like me, Mm -hmm. like, three months ago. Mm -hmm. And and so, like, you're just a little bit ahead of where I'm at. I want to learn from you. Right. And that's when I teach business now. Like, it's funny because some people think, oh, I have to have a PhD in this and I have to have all these degrees and they're like, I'm not an expert, so I can't compete. Yes, you can. You can. Because you are an expert in the eyes of people who just don't know as much as you do. And you're relatable. And you're more relatable because right. you're not in, in in the Milky Way, out at, like galaxy so far away. So far removed. You're right. just a couple steps ahead, thus right. are, are better able to relate and, and connect, like you said. Yeah. A question that I have for you uh, as you're talking about all this and all this is happening in your, in your life and it's new avenues that are opening up. Was it overwhelming for you? Did you uh, like develop a team to put everything in place or was it something that you just did one by one slowly? Because I would imagine things came rushing at you and the money and, you know, the popularity had to be a feeling of overwhelming that I wouldn't be able to it, it was, detain. It was definitely different. Right. You know, and I, I'm an introvert and to, to, to get a lot of this attention in this space. And I actually had built another website to teach how I was building this business too. So I actually had two things going on at the same mm-hmm. time. Um, I didn't have a team. And the reason for that specifically was because 
I wanted to do everything myself because I don't I don't know if it was because like you have a sense of pride when you do everything yourself or you just feel more accomplished. Trust issues. Right. <laughs> I mean that too. Uh, absolutely. But I, I later looking back, I'm like, man, I wish I hired people sooner because mm. I remember trying to move an image from the right side of my webpage to the left side of the webpage and it took me eight hours. <laughs> oh, And wow. it's because I tried to figure it out myself. I was like going right. onto YouTube trying to be right. a, a CSS expert and trying to like <laughs> take classes on it right. just to do one thing. Right. And I remember that story specifically because my wife saw me struggling that day mm. and she's like, what's going on? Like, you just seem super stressed. I'm like, oh, I've been trying to move this image from the right <laughs> side of my page to the left. And she goes, oh, my friend Mel, like, let me call him for you. And I was like, uh, fine. Like, I'm at my last resort. Right. So she calls Mel. Mel calls me and he goes what's your you know login so i can go in there and fix it for you five minutes done, done. and i was like i need to oh give my some gosh, people some this jobs. is crazy <laughs> and he, he goes who built your website it's like kind of the code's really bad and i'm like i built it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but then there's a, a good sense of ownership and pride when you and you know what you want right you know what you want so it is good to i guess have the hands on but you do have to kind of lean to away from that i think it's great to start hands-on mm-hmm. so that you know how you want things done exactly and then you don't have to actually do the things you just get right. get the result from you others can just dictate <laughs> okay okay um but yeah so there are some personal questions i wanted to ask you cool since yeah i have the hip-hop podcast with yeah. my brother absolutely alpha shameless plug check us out everywhere love it uh video youtube soundcloud itunes anywhere that podcast exists so what is your favorite genre of music to listen to Oh, man, that's hard because I'm a musician. Okay. Uh, I play the trumpet for 20 years. Nice. I play drums, guitar, that kind of thing. Very well-rounded. Nice. Yeah, so I, I, I like all kinds of music. I mean, when I, I use different kinds of music for different reasons. Right. For example, when I'm studying or doing work, I listen to a lot of classical music, uh, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. But hip-hop is definitely, I'm a big fan of hip-hop. I okay. also like house and things like that. I used to DJ okay. also. Uh, mostly top 40 at house parties that later got broken up by the cops kind of parties, not like nice. weddings or anything like right, that. Right. Um, but okay. I, I love all kinds of music. So follow-up question. Uh, what do you think about the current state of hip-hop as it exists in 2019? Hmm. If you could sum up what is the current state of hip-hop in a couple sentences for me, what would, how, how would you reply to that? I would say that it has it's evolving, and it's evolving in a way with uh, production. It's evolving as far as concepts. Um, um, sexuality has evolved and i think that on the flip side you know because i'm 90s (laughs) hip-hop so on the flip side you know there are some i can say derogatory in in places where it's devolved Mm. so um it's kind of 50 50 i i think i think there's a lot of room for improvement in this current era but i do think that overall we have evolved in the culture of hip-hop yeah i mean i think it's really interesting to have music at this time where social media and people speak up so much about what they believe in what they feel i think that's great the Mm -hmm. opportunity for people to reply and respond it's when you start to see people hate on each other because that's their opinion Mm -hmm. that things are starting to go wrong and i love that hip-hop is opening up conversations and things like that exactly another thing that's interesting to me is like the sampling because now that we're, I mean, several decades past when hip-hop started and music in general, it's just like you're starting to see more and more people sample. And mm-hmm. I've been reading a lot about, like, Ariana Grande and how mm-hmm. she's, like, sampling mm-hmm. a lot of NSYNC stuff NSYNC, and other yeah. people. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, people have mixed opinions about that. And it's like, hey, the originality is gone now. And people are copying right. others. And, you know, now it's like, uh, you know... Um, 
in terms of like musicality there's a lot of like triplets and rapping now and things like that right. it's just like people are copying whatever is popular and the originality over and over and over yeah again. it's like let's let's get back to original and it's just really interesting to see where it goes it and, is. and also the sort of um the, the, the sort of mainstream stuff that's coming out like a lot of Cardi B and those kinds of things like I love that they are able to influence a lot, a lot of the younger generation right. and I hope that they know the kind of power and responsibility they have right. because more than ever those artists have uh, have power yeah you know and I think they're more aware than they were at one point I hope so yeah yeah you know, absolutely and, and, and it could be used for so much good with all the problems and things that are happening in the world right now absolutely um, and, and that's really what hip hop was about right like having a voice having a voice telling a story having a platform to do that so yeah yeah wonderful thank you so much yeah well thank you for having me again absolutely elfish you guys check us out everywhere that you can find podcasts peace